0: Hey everybody, it's Josh and welcome back to Written Out Loud. This is episode two, How It Changed My Life. If you haven't listened to episode one, I recommend that you go back and listen to that one first. The The series overall is not always going to be serialized, but these first few episodes are definitely going to benefit By listening to them in chronological order. So go back and listen to the first one, which is the best story I've ever heard, and then jump right back in here with how it changed my life. Welcome back to Written Out Loud. This is episode two. I assume you are caught up that you have listened to episode one, the best story I've ever heard. This is how it changed my life, and if I know one thing about storytelling, it's to get right to the point. So, um, you may remember that in episode one, I told that story, the best story I've ever heard, live to my son, in exchange for my promise to take him to the gym. You will be very happy to know that I kept my promise, and I was very happy that once we got into the car and I started driving him to the gym, that he wanted to know what happened next, and so I'm going to play you now is the recording of me literally driving my son to the gym and the story picks up exactly where we left off which is me in the back seat of that cab i just listened to khalid's story i then walked into the airport and took off and did my business trip my sports television production and i came back to new york to that brownstone apartment in park slope And now I'm going to transition to me telling the rest of this story to my son in the car on the way to the gym. So I got back from the trip and I had dinner with my friends, like from high school, from elementary school, from all the way back. And I told that story for the first time, the story of Peter and Khalid, and they were totally riveted, right? And it was the first time that I actually started to think about out loud storytelling. It was so powerful just to see the life get sucked out of everyone as I was telling the story. I'm not even taking credit for this because it's Khalid's story, you know what I mean? But I I started paying attention to that power, you know what I mean? Like I had been I've been writing screenplays and failing For 11 years. So I was 32 years old. And I'd been writing like screenplay after screenplay. And sending them everywhere. And getting nowhere. Mm -hmm. But that moment. When I was 32. I started paying attention to the power of. What the actual like out loud version of the story was. Right. Then. This other crazy. Crazy like turning point moment happens in my life. A good friend of mine named Alex also called me from L.A., just like Peter called me from L.A. Both of these stories hinge on phone calls coming in from Los Angeles. So Alex and I were very good friends, but Alex was definitely further along in his pursuit of success in Hollywood than I was. Alex was and remains, by the way, a cinematographer, which is to say the cameraman, and he was brilliant. And he was just coming off of a pretty incredible success. He had made a short film that was nominated for an Academy Award. This was the first time that anyone in my world had gotten anywhere near the Academy Awards before. And so when Alex called me up, he had to bit of traction in Hollywood, which was pretty much the opposite of my situation. I was not only nowhere, but, you know, suddenly dealing with real responsibilities in life. I had a wife and a six month child. And when Alex called me, I was strongly considering um, hanging it up and giving up the dream. And Alex knew this. And yet he called and said, before you retire, I want you to write one more screenplay and I said Alex I don't think I'm any good at it Um, I have tried and tried and tried and all of the screenplays that I have been writing and typing and sending out into the world have not gone anywhere and Alex said look you can write one more I've got real people on the hook real people who can get stuff done they will read your script and this director and I are actually in a good position to maybe even get the movie made and I said okay hey, well, what movie do you want to make? What's the story? And Alex said, I want you to write about soccer hooligans. And I was like, like the the people who get in fights at soccer games? And he said, yes. And so he proceeds to get me on the phone with the director, a woman named Lexi Alexander. She was a German and she was... ball of fire she was about as charismatic as could be and so she and alex and i end up talking and she fills up my imagination with these real life stories that she herself had lived she had grown up in Mannheim, germany and she was incredibly tough in real life she was a kickboxer and she had run around with real life soccer hooligans which is to say the drunk criminal, violent people who get in these like bloody battles before and after soccer matches in Germany, in England, in Italy. She had even gotten an actual soccer hooligan to try writing a draft of the script, but it wasn't a real movie. I I didn't know anything about soccer hooliganism, but Lexi was so persuasive and so charismatic that I said, yes, I'll write your screenplay about soccer hooligans. And I hung up the phone. And I began pivoting back to my real life, at which point I realized I actually had no time. I did not have the time to write a screenplay about soccer hooligans. I was working a day job at a nightmarishly hacky reality show, and it was a grind. I was working pretty much all of my waking hours, and my wife was working as a teacher, and every waking hour... That we had when we weren't working, we were taking care of the six-month-old child. If you have a six-month-old child or have ever had a six-month-old child, you know that they take up about 150% of your life and energy. And that was the situation that we were in, you know. Basically, it was either childcare or work or crash. And I walked around with this quote-unquote assignment and was literally unable to begin writing. I had no time at an actual keyboard to write anything, let alone a screenplay about soccer hooliganism. And so I was on the verge of calling Alex and something in me decided to throw something of a Hail Mary pass with my life. And here's what I did. I woke up at five o'clock every morning and my six month old would be up with me. My wife was still sleeping and I would put my son into one of those baby backpacks that you see young dads in Park Slope walking around with. And I was one of those young dads. So at 5 a.m. before the sun was up, I would put Owen in one of those baby backpacks. In my left hand, I would put my dog on a leash. And in my right hand, I got an old fashioned tape recorder. And I would walk out to Prospect Park. And as the sun came up with my dog in my left hand and my six-month-old son on my backpack, I pressed record on that old-fashioned tape recorder and I told the story of these soccer hooligans out loud. It was completely by necessity. If I had had a window of time to sit and type the old-fashioned way that I used to be writing screenplays, I would have done it. But the necessity of my life dictated that all I could do was actually tell the story out loud. I literally only had one hand and when the caffeine started to hit me I found that the writing process the quote-unquote writing process actually started to drift into acting and I started to actually perform the screenplay out loud. I was a pretty shitty actor in college and so i would just you know just basically be imitating you know clockwork Orange voices and you know just monty python voices in my head as i made up this story of this young american kid who went over to england and became embroiled in this gang of soccer hooligans and i did it every single day with that same methodology i must have looked like an absolute madman to everyone else walking past me with their dogs in Prospect Park but with dog in one hand tape recorder in the other I dictated and performed the story that I would come to call Hooligans I did this for about two months at the end of every morning I would go back to my apartment hand my baby back to my wife get ready for work and on my way in taking the F train in from Park Slope, I would transcribe hurriedly into my little laptop the work that I had dictated into the tape recorder with one of those old-fashioned earpieces. Again, this is 2002. There's not even an iPhone or a voice memo at the time. But after a couple of months, the work actually went rather quickly. The screenplay was done. And I sent it into to Alex and Lexi, and my whole life began to change. To this day, I do not know the degree to which I was thinking about Khalid telling me his story out loud. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even really know if the Khalid cab ride came first. As I'm sitting here 20 years later, it's possible that I actually started this out loud writing process of the hooligan screenplay before the cab ride with Khalid I know they happened within weeks of each other or months of each other it was in that same little apartment in Park Slope it was just an idea that was kind of ready to be born and that screenplay that I emailed over to Alex and Lexi in the fall of 2002 became the first thing that I ever wrote that actually spoke to people totally intended. The speaking origin of the screenplay translated into an entirely different kind of connection with the people who read it. And suddenly the agents at CAA started handing it to their fellow agents and saying, there's something here. And literally within months of me sending that thing in, I had an agent, I had a manager, and suddenly the surface of my life changed. And... I suddenly became a professional screenwriter after 12 years of absolutely nothing and within a year, that screenplay, Hooligans, was being filmed as a movie starring Elijah Wood, the lead actor, Frodo Baggins, from The Lord of the Rings, and it became the movie Green Street Hooligans, released in 2005. And suddenly I find myself on a plane to Hollywood. After all of these years of trying, I find myself invited to talk to the producers and the executives that I had been seeking an audience with for all of these years, getting invited onto the lot and driving past the security guard and walking inside these hallowed halls. And what did I find out once I finally got inside their offices? The secret that nobody told me. And that I doubt anybody told you. It all comes back to Khalid. That's in our next episode. The Written Out Loud podcast is brought to you by the Written Out Loud storytelling program. Which is where people just like you and your kids can learn the profoundly valuable and timeless craft of storytelling. Any and every path you and your kids walk in life will be elevated by mastering the craft of storytelling. And by focusing on storytelling, we are getting kids across the country to actually fall in love with writing. We've turned almost 3,000 kids into published authors so far by placing them in a small group, Hollywood Writers Room format, where they approach writing as a team. They practice out loud storytelling as well as writing. And they dive deep into their favorite stories like Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Pixar, and Disney. Every single child who participates in our program will graduate as the co-author of a published book. Guaranteed. And if you're an adult, we have two programs. The Novelist program, where I will work with you personally, whether you're working in fiction or non-fiction, to finish and publish the book that you have been dreaming about. And I am also running a Game of Thrones Hollywood Writers' Room Fantasy Camp, where you can actually join a virtual Hollywood Writers' Room led by me. And together, we are going to write the Game of Thrones ending we actually wanted to see, the one you actually wanted to see. I am so psyched to do this. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, or if you have a novel that you want to write, check out our adult programs at Written Out Loud. Dot O-R-G. It is all happening. 2023 is your year. It's the year we transform you and your child, if you have a child, into joyful, habitual writers and published authors. Go to writtenoutloud.org, register for a program, and I will hand you a copy of your published book this year at StoryCon 2023 on the campus of Yale University. Thank you for listening. Do not forget to subscribe to get the next episode in your feed. Writers write words. Storytellers write the world. I'm Joshua Sheloff. See you next time.